The psychiatrists, Leon Eisenberg and Elizabeth Weinberg. The biologists, Sidney Brenner, Francis Crick, Lawrence Gilbert, Stephen J. Gould, and Ernst Meyer. The physicists, Yakir Aharonov, Sidney Coleman, Bryce DeWitt, Manfred Fink, Michael Fisher, David Gross, Bengt Nagel, Stephen Orzag, Brian Pippard, Joseph Bulchinski, Roy Schwitters, and Leonard Suskind. The chemist, Roald Hoffman. The astrophysicists William Press, Paul Shapiro, and Ethan Vishniak, and the writers James Gleick and Lars Gustafsson. Many serious errors were avoided with their help. Stephen Weinberg, Austin, Texas, August 1992. Dreams of a Final Theory, Chapter 1 Prologue. If ever any beauty I did see, which I desired and got, twas but a dream of thee. John Donne, The Good Morrow. The century now coming to a close has seen in physics a dazzling expansion of the frontiers of scientific knowledge. Einstein's special and general theories of relativity have permanently changed our view of space and time and gravitation. In an even more radical break with the past, quantum mechanics has transformed the very language we use to describe nature. In place of particles with definite positions and velocities, we have learned to speak of wave functions and probabilities. Out of the fusion of relativity with quantum mechanics, there has evolved a new view of the world, one in which matter has lost its central role. This role has been usurped by principles of symmetry, some of them hidden from view in the present state of the universe. On this foundation we have built a successful theory of electromagnetism and the weak and strong nuclear interactions of elementary particles. Often we have felt, as did Siegfried after he tasted the dragon's blood, when he found, to his surprise, that he could understand the language of birds. But now we are stuck. The years since the mid-1970s have been the most frustrating in the history of elementary particle physics. We are paying the price of our own success. Theory has advanced so far that further progress will require the study of processes at energies beyond the reach of existing experimental facilities. In order to break out of this impasse, physicists began in 1982 to develop plans for a scientific project of unprecedented size and cost, known as the Superconducting Supercollider. The plan, in its final form, called for a 53-mile-long oval tunnel to be dug at a site south of Dallas. Within this underground tunnel, thousands of superconducting magnets would guide two beams of electrically charged particles, known as protons, in opposite directions millions of times around the ring, while the protons would be accelerated to an energy twenty times larger than the highest energy achieved at existing particle accelerators. At several points along the ring, the protons in the two beams would be made to collide hundreds of millions of times a second, and enormous detectors, some weighing tens of thousands of tons, would record what happens in these collisions. The cost of the project was estimated at over eight billion dollars, the supercollider has attracted intense opposition, not only from frugal congressmen, but also from some scientists who would rather see the money spent in their own fields. There is much grumbling about so-called big science, and some of it has found its target in the supercollider. Meanwhile, the European consortium known as CERN is considering the construction of a somewhat similar facility, the Large Hadron Collider, or LHC. 
The LHC would cost less than the Super Collider because it would make use of an existing tunnel under the Jura Mountains near Geneva. But for the same reason, its energy would be limited to less than half that of the Super Collider. In many respects, the American debate over the Super Collider is paralleled by a debate in Europe over whether to build the LHC. As this book goes to press in 1992, funding for the Super Collider, which was cut off by a June vote in the House of Representatives, has been restored by an August vote in the Senate. The future of the Super Collider would be assured if it received appreciable foreign support, but so far that has not been forthcoming. As matters stand, even though funding for the Super Collider has survived in Congress this year, it faces the possibility of cancellation by Congress next year, and in each year until the project is completed. It may be that the closing years of the 20th century will see the epochal surge for the foundations of physical science come to a stop, perhaps only to be resumed many years later. This is not a book about the super collider.